Hey mama, I'm Ashley, and this is the Maverick Mompreneur Podcast, where you're free and encouraged to own your desire to create and scale an impactful, discoverable online brand and business in the midst of motherhood. A business that's aligned with your mission, lifestyle desires, personality, and zone of genius without wasting your time on the hustle and grind hamster wheel that is social media. Can I get an amen? Sis, you are a maverick, an original, willing to stand out in your authenticity, defy expectations, and do life and business outside the box. In our world, if it's not aligned with who we are, it's a hard pass or a brave pivot. So if you're here for the powerful identity shift and transformation from boss babe or boss mom to aligned CEO, building a one-of-a-kind, influential, hustle-free online business that will produce long-term impact and multiple streams of income through SEO, affiliate marketing, and courses while building yourself in the process, well, pop in those AirPods, grab that cup of coffee or glass of wine, and let's get growing. Hello, hello, Mavericks. I'm so excited to introduce you to our illustrious guest for the day. And I'm so honored that Heather Shriver Burns is here. Heather has been an inspiration and a coach of mine for years and years. And I have her to thank for so much of where I'm at now. And we've been through lots together. And Heather, I'm just so glad that you're here. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. This is going to be fun. So I have so many questions that I would love to ask you, but I would love if you could just Tell us a little bit about your journey. So for those who are listening, who have no idea who you are, how did you get started as a mompreneur or an entrepreneur? Yes. All right. So, well, that's where it got started when I became a mom. I had zero intentions of being an entrepreneur, owning my own business. I had no idea. Went to college to be a teacher, did that for three years, got bored, got into sales, did education sales for three years, got bored. Uh, I find this like three-year boredom and I tend to pivot a lot. And so I always used to think something was wrong with me until really I realized, no, this is the way God created me. So I ended up... uh, was on maternity leave and I did not even want to not go back to work until I held that baby in my arms. And I remember just laying in my bed, sobbing, hyperventilating, sobbing, thinking, what was I thinking? How could I not have even anticipated that I would maybe want to be home with this baby? And so I started Googling and researching. I actually had an interview on my maternity leave. I think that's not actually legal, but um, I did. And, And I actually got a job offer and I didn't take it because it would have been really a lateral move. And so I knew that wasn't what my heart wanted. And all that to say, I ended up discovering network marketing, like a lot of moms do. And I went for it. And so I had a lot of success in the network marketing profession, built multiple network marketing businesses. And then I felt like something was some things about the network marketing profession were great. And I loved it, mainly the mentoring and the coaching and the inspiring and encouraging and teaching. And then there were some things that I didn't love doing. And so really network marketing became a J-O-B just like any other career. And it was like, man, what do I love about this that I could do instead of having to kind of settle for and do? And I think as entrepreneurs, there are always pieces that you don't like, but that's why you delegate. And Mm -hmm. so I really learned throughout my network marketing that I loved coaching. I loved mentoring. I loved helping women. And so I ended up getting my life coaching certification in 2016 didn't really do too much with it, except what I was naturally in, in, in the network marketing profession. And then ended up getting my neuroscience, uh, master neuroscience certification in 2020. What, what year are we in? I can't even think. Um, yes. Or 2021. And 
have been here ever since. So became a mom. I have three kiddos. I have a eight-year-old. We just had birthdays this week. So I have to change my numbers here. We have an eight, (laughs) a six and a four-year-old. And, um, we live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which I never thought I would live back here. I've lived in Arizona and Texas, but that's me in a nutshell. And she's being very humble because when we say built successful network marketing businesses. I mean, like the top of the top. So it's been so interesting to follow your journey and watch the ways that you've pivoted and you've done it so gracefully and just like with integrity and always been very inspired by that. And I think we relate on the pivoting every couple of years and not feeling uh, any shame around that. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like that you said that's how God created you. And that's absolutely I think that's what we're all about talking about on this show is making those brave pivots or passing on things that aren't for you for whatever reason doesn't align with your values or who you are or family. A couple questions. So one, when you were building or as you've been building your businesses and being a mompreneur, how have you found ways or what have you struggled with and or what ways have you found to balance family life with building a business because when it's all under one roof, essentially, and especially having younger kids, like how have you navigated that piece of entrepreneurship being a mom? Yeah, that's a huge part of my journey. So uh, sometimes I've done that really well. And sometimes man, was I off. And I think oftentimes, you know, there's this saying, and I I learned most of these kind of slogans or whatever in network marketing, but, you know, sacrifice now what you're will, what nobody else will. So you can live like nobody else will later. And what I realized after my daughter had turned like one, one to two, like kind of in that age where she was becoming a little bit more of like a person and it wasn't just feed her and change her diaper. I realized that we lacked a bond. And that was actually the season that I had the most financially successful business. I was traveling the world, speaking on stages, you know, doing all these things. And I realized that my daughter and I had this disconnect and I always Mm -hmm. kind of just brushed it off as she's a daddy's girl. She's a daddy's girl. And what I realized was that I was really disconnected from her because mm-hmm. as right after she was born, I started this business that blew up that I thought the Lord was using to bless us. And by all means he was, but I kind of took it to this nth degree. Like, this is my calling. This is like everything I was created to do really at neglecting and not neglecting from, I didn't feed them or, you know, I didn't take care of them, but from an emotional perspective, I was unavailable. I was unavailable for my kids. And I realized as my, then my oldest, he's now eight, but he would start to say, mommy, you're always on your phone, mommy. And he would start to say these things. And it would literally be like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm -hmm. But the truth was I was. And so I had to really slow down and be like, what are you doing? You're building these businesses for the sake of your family at the neglect of, and you're really sacrificing your family. And so it was, you know, you're here as a mom, they're only little ones. They're only so, and that's Mm -hmm. so true. And so I knew some things had to change when I realized that I was putting my business before my family in the name of doing it for my family. Right. I'm glad that you brought up this point because I feel like that's a place where a lot of us find ourselves and it's almost hard to take that look in the mirror and think, whoa, and some people continue doing it forever and pretend that they're not. And so I think our, someone said something the other day, and I can't remember where this was from or I'd give credit, but their statement was that energy is a more important resource than our time. And at first I disagreed, mm. but as you were speaking, like, no, that's, that's really it because we only have so much time, but we also only have so much energy. And even if you're around your kids, you're spending time 
with them, but the energy and the connection and that, that really is the most precious thing that, you know, we can give our kids. And I know I never was quite as busy with network marketing as you were, but even just in the little bit of success that I had, I definitely fell into that as well. And, you know, we think it's okay, we'll just do this for a year or just two years, but you never get that time back. So yeah. Well, it's like, you can be present in a room, but not present emotionally. Mm -hmm. I like that quote. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I think back on why I behaved that way or why I made those choices, right. So many of those things were subconscious. I wasn't really thinking, Oh, Mm -hmm. I have, it was subconscious and really in different businesses, it was different reasons. But, you know, at at the top, when I was, had a lot of pressure, I was doing that out of pressure, whether Mm -hmm. it was pressure of continuing at the rate that I was going or pressure to show up for everybody, pressure to be everybody's answer to everything. I mean, it was just all around pressure. And so maybe the want mom listening to this thinking, man, I can relate. I feel like I'm sacrificing my kids. I just want to give you like a question to ask yourself, what do I feel pressure about? You know, for Mm -hmm. for me in in one season, it was, I feel pressure to make money. I have to make money when I lost one of those businesses and had to build the the third one. Mm -hmm. It was like, I have to do this. And so there was pressure involved. And I just had this phrase the other day in a coaching call and I wrote it down. I feel like it's fitting for here, but it's like pressure will rob us of the pleasure. Mm. Like pressure, when we, when we allow pressure and there's healthy pressure too, don't get me wrong. When it's just like suffocating, you know, you know, when you're operating from a place of, of so much pressure that you can't even handle it, it it robs us of the pleasure of the very thing that we were created to do. Totally. Yeah. And I think our, our nervous systems get so dysregulated. I remember thinking, I was thinking about this the other day. So some of the most financially successful times I've had in this current iteration of my business have been under like extreme emotional duress, like unreasonably extreme. And so, and I thought about that, like, why would that be the case? Like, where's that motivation now? Because now I'm relaxed. Okay. Like this month was higher and this month it's all good. And like so much more regulated now, but sometimes I miss that driving force, but I missed out on so much around me, you know, time with Taylor connection with Taylor included during those times, because I was just so like coming from a different place, almost like a fight or flight fight mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't miss that, but I do think about that sometimes as far as well, it can be fun, especially the adrenaline rush, right? We don't want to talk yeah. about dopamine and like setting yeah. the goal and going for it and getting the high and you're like, yes, there is something to be said all about that. There's a really good book. Um, it's called the molecule of more and it's all about dopamine. It's a good one. I think you'd like it. Um, but I love that book and it has explained a lot of things personally for me. And even as a mom, it's explained some things for me, but really understanding the driving force of that high that we want to get. And those of us who are driven, which I would imagine are pretty much everyone that listens to your show, if they're following you and connected with you, is that when we're always trying to get that next high, that next thing, right? So I was actually having a conversation. I'm in a mastermind and an opportunity presented itself for me to be an executive uh, team member of a, a really cool opportunity. And I was super flattered and I was like, oh, you know, I feel like really important. And as I, I accepted it, and then as I sat in it for a minute, it started not So I just, I didn't have peace. I didn't have peace. Mm. And so I ended up sharing with him that then I was processing, like, should I say no to this opportunity? It seemed so good to be true. And it seemed like it was perfect timing. Anyways, I I was just out of my mouth. I said, I really love my life right now. Mm. And while I'm not financially where I have been in the past, I really love my life. 
I have so much peace. And I feel like that's kind of what you're saying, Ashley. It's like, okay, you can have the highs and the lows and you see the numbers change, but that doesn't have to be your internal thermometer or we don't have to only feel successful when we make the X amount of dollars or feel like a failure when we didn't hit that goal that we had. And literally it was like, it just flowed out of my mouth. And I had to like sit there and listen to myself for a second. Cause I can honestly say over the last eight, almost nine years of this journey, I don't know that I've ever said, I love my life. from like a very natural, right. I could say, Oh, I love my life because I have all these things and I've achieved all these goals and I've done all these things, but there was this internal peace. And like, that just reminds me like peace is priceless. So we can't, we can't neglect peace in this journey. Otherwise we're always going to feel like we're being cheated or we're missing out. And so really, like you said, defining success We have to define success for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that to me looks a whole heck of a lot different today than it did five years ago. And I'm okay with that. I love that. And I think that's probably the most life-changing revelation you can have. One of them anyways, that it really, yeah, redefining what success means and what it feels like or what you want it to feel like, because Mm -hmm. you know, can make infinite amounts of money. Like you can go out and do that tomorrow if you really wanted to, but at what cost, like there's always a cost to that. And a lot of times that is, that can be peace. Like you said, make those seasons, you're making the most money on paper. It looked like you were living the life, right? Internally you're dying inside and you're thinking, how can I go another day? And I relate to that so much. In fact, I got an autoimmune disease in that season of my life. And I thought I was dying. I was like, what is going on? I have all this success and yet my body hates me. And really it was stress. Like your, Mm -hmm. your energy goes somewhere. And for me, it went to my gut and my body didn't know what to do with all of that. And so that was a a life-changing moment for me too, thinking this is not worth this, like all Mm -hmm. this fame and success and money and, and what people think me of me really, you know, being a great, it's not worth it. Mm -mm. Not what really matters. So yeah, gosh, it's so cool that we've known each other for five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Like five, five, six years. Yeah. I want to hear more about what you do now in working with your clients and how you incorporate the neuroscience and the faith-based coaching. Like tell us what you do. It's so fascinating. Yeah. more. Oh gosh. Well, in 2018, I lost the big business. You know, that was kind of my uh, trauma story. And then as I had, I'd already been coaching. And so I knew that that was part of where I really, where my heart really was leaning toward, but I, because I was comfortable in network marketing, I never made that big change and that pivot and that like cutoff to say, okay, I'm going all in for coaching. So anyways, in 2019, I went all in for coaching, laid down everything else. I had like four different businesses at one time, you know, the multiple streams Mm -hmm. of income, which I totally believe in. And there's a smart way to do that. I was not doing it the smart way. And so I went all in in coaching in 2019 because I've made six, seven, eight figures before I couldn't figure out why I wasn't like as successful in my coaching as I was in network marketing. And we were just having a conversation, you and I, and and actually on my podcast uh, about how um, pitching your own product and your own service is a lot different than pitching somebody else's product and, and, or their service. And so I couldn't figure out why I wasn't as successful. All that to say that I went on this journey of what am I believing subconsciously? Like I knew there was Mm. something there. I don't even know if I had the words for that. I just knew that there was something holding me back. That's probably the language I use. There's something holding me back. I feel so stuck. And I don't know why I've done this before. I've done, mm-hmm. I, I can't duplicate it. Why can't I duplicate it with 
my coaching business. And that took me on a journey of trying to figure out what's actually going on. What, why am I doing or not doing the things that I know I should be doing or that I could be doing. And so that took me on a journey of really digging into neuroscience and understanding the brain and how that works. And then from a faith perspective, I was really understanding, well, we're made up of three parts. We're made up of our body, our soul, and our spirit. And so that as I was kind of mixing and just learning the science side of it. I was, oh, wait, I've heard that in the Bible before. Oh my Mm. gosh. And so I was connecting all of these things. And it was really this, this big picture of man. Um, So one of my, my anchor verse to my business is uh, third John one, two, it's may you prosper in all things and be in good health as your soul prospers. And your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so when we have traumas or situations or any, any soul wounds, right? When we have those soul wounds, we will only prosper as much as we are healed. Mm. And so essentially my, my coaching is women who they're in the thing or, you know, they, they think they're in the thing, uh, but they can't get past where they are. They're me in 2019, really frustrated, feeling stuck. And you mentioned a little bit of the fight or flight. And so it's this whole concept of you were not made to fight your way to the next thing. You were not made to flight and run away from the thing that you were created to do. And you were not made to stay stuck and stagnant and, and kind of in this uh, in between you were made to flow. And so my whole coaching is around like, you know, made to flow. And what does that mean? And how do you do that? How do you actually, you know, when you get the low blow or the client quits or the whatever your business was taken or, you know, how do you continue to move forward in the calling that you have without letting that thing totally knock you on your, off your feet and leave you on the ground. And so it's that idea of continuing to move forward. Sometimes those are big steps. Sometimes those are baby steps. But it all starts with your thoughts in your mind. And oftentimes those are the deep thoughts that you're not choosing to believe, but they're the subconscious things that you're doing that you can kind of see the result of that. Do you see a common theme or a common thought pattern? I guess something that tends to hold a lot of female entrepreneurs back. Is there like a theme to that? Oh, yeah. That you work with those listening maybe this will bring some comfort or normalcy, like, yeah, you're not alone. Like this is a, Oh yeah. So, so we have basic human needs, right. And there's, there's, there's several of them, but the three main ones are to feel loved, to feel safe and to feel valued. Anytime those things are threatened, whether it's a literal physical threat or an emotional threat, a mental threat, right. We will fight, flight, or freeze. We're going to do one of those things because we're going to respond in a way that keeps us, what our brain is wired to do is keep us safe, comfortable, familiar, to keep us kind of in our cush life, right? Hence the nothing grows outside your comfort zone. So in business, all those things are challenged. Clients, like, do they love you? You put your offer out there. Oh my, nobody buys it. Oh, you feel like you either feel one, like, oh, well, nobody likes me, or maybe I'm not valuable enough, or maybe I don't, the imposter syndrome, all these things that we can think of. It really boils down to those three things. And everyone's kind of one of those or two, two main of those. When you've been working your whole life for your worth, Mm-hmm. man, that, that was me. I was working my whole life. And so I, I kind of cover that up with I'm ambitious. I'm a go-getter. I'm a high achieving. I'm a perfectionist, all these things. And really underlying from all those things is that mm-hmm. I was trying to prove myself to who, I don't know, to myself, <laughs> to people, to God. I don't know. I, I was just working so hard 
without, and what was I doing? I, I felt like maybe I wasn't worthy or maybe I wasn't valuable enough, or maybe I wouldn't be loved if I didn't get to that next thing, you know? So it's the love, safety, and value. And those really at the root of it are identity. It's who do we believe that we really are? Like, who do we believe that we are? And when those things are out of alignment, we'll operate from that place. So my big revelation, I'll just share with you was that um, in 2018, you know my story, but essentially I got accused of doing something I didn't do and lost an eight figure business. And in that, uh, I was, I went through every grief stage that you can imagine, um, just like a death of, you know, something and all that to say that as I was wrestling through, what is my problem? Why can't I not just do the things and go do like build this to a seven figure coach, build this to an eight, whatever, um, I was on a coaching call uh, actually in my neuroscience program. And it was just one question that the person asked me, just one question. And I got this revelation that I thought I was a victim. And mm-hmm. because something that was done to me that was unfair, whether that's true or not, right? I like took on this identity of victim. Woe is me. And then the victim, right, whether that's like, you know, you want to hide in a corner and protect yourself. I had a lot of protection mechanisms that I was doing. And in fact, I became fearful of success, which I used to remember people telling me that in the past, you know, like, oh, fearful of success. I'm like, what is that? You are so weird. Like us ambitious people, we don't really relate to that until I related to it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I am sabotaging myself. I am self-sabotaging because I am believing the lie that I'm a victim because something was done to me. And so that really got me to see, wait, I have the power to choose what I believe about this situation, what I believe about myself to really let me like unleash, right? That fight, flight, or freeze. I fought my way or I was running away. I was staying stuck. And it was like, no, I've created you to do this. You get to flow. You get to release that. Um, you're not a victim. I mean, each, all of us have something. And the cool thing, mm-hmm. Ashley, I just share this too, is that that same concept that I got in trouble for something I didn't do. Uh, the Lord really showed me that in a season of my life as a child, I got in trouble for something that mm-hmm. I didn't do. And so it was this like repetitive like a wound, thing. A deep wound. Um, Yes. It was a wound. It was a, it was a a wound in my soul, but again, not at the surface. I didn't really notice it, but he showed me that, oh, wait, you have some other times in your life that this happened. And so it was like, you know, that scar or not even a scar was like a scab and it was like pouring salt in it, but I didn't even know I had a scab. I didn't even know it was there. Mm -hmm. And so these are the Mm -hmm. things that I help women identify. What is it deeply, like deeply rooted that you're seeing the fruit of those roots And you're not understanding why you're seeing those fruits. Right. And it's usually something like that. It's like, man, I don't think I'm good enough or whatever it may be, but uh, at the core of those, it all comes down to identity. So good. Your self-awareness and your ability to help others to be more self-aware is incredible. Like that's such a gift and an amazing thing. Thank you, man. It's taken some deep work. Cause I'll tell you our personality just want to just scoot on by. Nope. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yes. And I always tell women, you have to slow down to speed up. I think, you know, that I've watched your journey. I watched you like, you know, in the moments you even feel like you can't slow down, you have a, you still have a choice. And in order to really speed up, you have to be willing to take a look at those deep parts of your heart and your mind that maybe we've just kind of, I always say like, we just swipe it under the rug because we're just going to keep on going, but that there's gold there. There is some freedom and breakthrough in those things that we ignore. And so if we can just slow down, 
to get curious about why do I feel the way that I feel? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Why am I not doing what I'm doing? There is gold there that will really accelerate this next season. hundred percent. Healing is, I want to say healing is probably the largest for me, the largest part of success in 2020. I shared this. I think I've shared this with my listeners before. I'm not sure if I haven't, you guys, I'll tell you the first year. So I remember just not addressing anything at all, just kind of barreling through and blinders on and not looking internally at doing survival mode, survival (laughs) mode. Yeah. Yeah. And then in 2020 and I made, you know, I was doing okay, I guess. And then 2021, so 2020 think was the year that I launched this business. And then in 20, yeah, no, 2021, I invested more I can't even tens of thousands of dollars in therapy and life coaching. And that's like literally what I focused on. I still had the same programs from the year before that I created under duress and all of this stress. But what I did and what I focused on was my own healing, my own growth, really sorting through all of those things that you don't really want to actually look at and going back to childhood and why did I end up here? And why did, you know, all of those things. And I didn't really even focus on my business, but that was the first year that I hit six figures mm-hmm. was spending so much money and time on healing. Like, oh, this is like, this is the thing. Like guys heal, hire yeah. a coach, hire, go to therapy, like do the work, heal those things that hold us back that we don't even know. Yeah. And they're there. That's what, and that's why I always, you know, I had a season where like, I feel like a fraud because I'm calling myself a business coach, but women come to me to scale their business and 95% of the time we talk nothing about yeah. their business, nothing. But what happens in the awesomeness of it is when they focus on the other stuff, their business thrives. And you are literally an example of that is when you actually focus on the areas of your life that need tending to that deserve the slowing down and the, and the care. Yeah. Then it allows our business to thrive because we, our business is a byproduct of, of right. a lot of what's going on in, of us internally. So hundred percent as, especially as personal brands, like no matter what your niche yes. is, your industry is, if you're a personal brand, you being the most healed whole version of yourself, it, that's your business. That's going to dictate the type of people that you get to work with. Nailed it. Yes. Yes. And amen. Yes and amen. <laughs> Maybe that's a good, good place to wrap up. This has been amazing chatting with you and just watching your journey. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. And where can listeners find and connect with you? Cause I'm sure that they're going to want to. Well, thank you, Ashley. I, I love you and adore you and I'm inspired by you. So I appreciate you allowing me to come on here and hang out with you. I also have a podcast. It's called Seek First CEO. You can look that up and find me there. Um, Ashley's actually going to be on my show here shortly too. So super fun, but you can find me there. And then I have a website that I don't love. Ashley, I need your help. Um, <laughs> HeatherShriverBurns.com, okay. but I'm on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. I am not on TikTok. I have not gotten on board girls. I, I just can't, I don't know. Every time I download it, I delete it within like 24 hours. Anyways, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. So. Okay. Awesome. Well, I will link all of the above and not TikTok for you all. And Heather, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Ashley. Chat soon. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My goal is to help as many women in business online as possible to build strong, powerful, aligned, and profitable personal brands. The best way to show you appreciate this content is to screenshot and share on your social media or share with your team. Actually, even better would be to also leave a review for the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. If you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me via email at hello at elevatedwithashley.com. You can DM me on Instagram at Ashley R. Latimer or join us in the free Elevate Academy for brand building, maverick marketers, and mom entrepreneurs Facebook community. Can't wait to chat with you next week.